What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, the Bad Christian Podcast. Yes, you hit the correct button, and you are on the correct podcast. we got preachers and sneakers on the show today. It's going to be really good. Um, before that, I just want to tell you, Emory, I'm getting on an airplane to go on tour with Emory and Hawthorne Heights, Walls, Ponytail Parade, Ohio's for Lovers, Nikki FM, all that stuff. It's going to be good. You know, these are... Emory and Hawthorne Heights are what's known as quintessential screamo, in case you missed it. And we're still out doing it, going to the Midwest. Go check those dates out at emorymusic.com. And if you haven't signed up for Emoryland, it ain't too late. You can do it right now. You can join Emory's member community, and it's a blast. You get a whole EP that we have done. Uh, VIPs for this tour get a split EP that Hawthorne and Heights and us just did with each other's songs on it. That's a lot of fun. Hope to see you guys out at these shows. Hope you enjoy the show today. It's sponsored by Stamps.com. Get a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale when you go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter our code, BADCHRISTIAN. Today's show is also sponsored by Quip. Quip starts at just $25 when you go to getquip.com slash badchristian. Let's go. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever fucking talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extra virgin. No, girl, it's my flesh. I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, three, one. two. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. Bring it down, Joey. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. All right. Self-fade. You know what? Mm-hmm. All I do is just make music, man. I'm just telling you. I, I thought you were going to say I, win, win, win. That's all you do All is I win, do is win. win, 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 no matter what. Uh, no, I lose a lot. I can never sing that song legitimately because <laughs> I continuously lose things. Uh, like just in my life, uh, you know, like hope and all kinds of stuff. But um, I I made the music for the daily dose. Well, I also I create music and then I let Matt make it. That's how I, that's how I like to roll. I like to come up with an idea and then never think about it ever again for the rest of my life. And Matt loves <laughs> Matt loves it too, don't you, Matt? Don't you love my just getting ideas from me? Is yeah, my favorite part is when you spend ninety eight seconds on something that I spend nine point eight hours on, and then it's just you did it. <laughs> is what Toby did something awesome, but it's true. I mean, I think that's a it reasonable is a kind trade. Of true, it is. It's a reasonable uh, trade, you know. Uh, and I, you know, I mean, I, there's things I create to or add to or whatever. But t- but it is really nice to have something that is. I mean, I'm not I'm not denigrating you. I'm saying it is a diamond in the rough. It's a diamond. Right, but it's in the fucking in rough. The rough like you can't man. believe, and all you do is just piss and shit out diamonds in the oh, rough constantly. This, this unrefined, unbelievable, diamonds. and it's a gold mine. I mean, and this, it really is. So that's the way I look at it. But this is how yeah. Matt described Toby. A lot of polishing, because uh, Toby and I <laughs> met each other before we met Matt. But Matt's been working with Toby on the business side of thing for years, and so when we all started doing bad Christian first, I went, Matt. Do you remember calling me about this? Because if you do, then I really want to know what was going on in your head. I want you to articulate. But if you don't remember, then we'll just skip it. But you actually, when Toby and I started unlearning, which is a blog that kind of kicked all this stuff off, you actually called me and you said, "Hey, uh, is 
are you like, is this you and Toby or like you going to be doing everything? And like you were like asking me quite and I was like, <laughs> dude, we're, we're both doing this. And I, I'm not I'm not exactly. And I think maybe because a lot of the blog posts that were coming out were mine, but you definitely were trying to get to the bottom of something as far as, you know, make sure you're not. De- I, do you remember that conversation? Because if not, we'll just skip it. But I, what was I d- trying to warn you about working with Toby or something? I don't know. Do you mean? I'm not sure. But I. So if I was you don't remember, you know what you were signing up for, perhaps I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> the best but how, to, how Matt describes Toby is how I've described Toby to a lot of people, and it's so true. It's like when Toby says something, almost all the time you need to slow down and listen to him because he's right. The frustrating thing is he waited that long <laughs> to say something because then you have to go back yeah. and change stuff yeah. because he's right. And once you hear what Toby said, you're like. Well, shit! Now we've got to change everything, and it would have just been helpful. Like Wedding Singer, that information would have been a lot helpful, or a lot uh, that information would have been a lot more beneficial if it was said yesterday, sort yeah. of thing. But. No, but I've been really thrilled with uh, you know, I've had a kind of a big shift over the past probably year, year or so. Like two years ago, I was building systems and everything felt real officey and businessy in a way because yeah. I was trying to figure out ways to like. automate this or get help with this or delegate that kind of thing. And I was in that mode for a while and I just got to where I really didn't enjoy it as much anymore. I was like, how far, when am I going to get to sit down and make something or write a song? You know, I haven't been doing music very much or anything. And so I've been really trying to push myself to get into the situation where the most things I'm doing is back to just creating things. Yeah. And it is really, I mean, I'm just looking at it right now and it is there, especially with Emory land um, right. and the podcast and labeled. And then Reva is just, you know, Reva and Devin and everybody else is really doing the business stuff really well. And I'm not looking at numbers. I'm not looking at dollars. I'm not doing much of that stuff right now. So almost every day, I have a ton of deadlines of things that need to be updated, created, edited, put up. Not even just simple editing, but I'm doing mostly all creative work all week, every, you know, conversations or music creation. And it just is is so good. I mean, it's stressful, so stressful because the time constraints are so bad and everything takes twice as long as you think. For me, for Toby, it takes half as long as you could ever imagine. But for me, I had to compensate by spending a lot of time to really understand what it is I'm working on and get it all the way there, you know, kind of a thing. But it's so satisfying to to just m- have things turn into output that, are, you know. Well, it's, fr- it's really funny. Uh, speaking of Emeryland, so with Emeryland, we have started, I mean, we're taking over Matt's old podcast, Break It Down. It's going to be, I guess, basically the Emeryland podcast now. And we're just going to be telling stories from Emory of like our entire creation, how we started everything. Last night was about that. And it made me realize something about you and Devin, uh, and this episode, Matt, you'll put it out at some point, I'm sure. It'll be a couple of weeks yeah, before yeah. that comes out, but, we, but we're going to be get that feedback going. So yeah. it'll be, break down Emory songs, yeah. tell all and, we, of and a lot of times we'll go live on Facebook them. or on Twitch. You, if you join Emoryland, you'll you'll be able to get all of this stuff. But um, I thought it was interesting how like Devin, when Devin started in the first band that y'all were in, Simply Wayne slash Satchel, whichever you want to go name, you want to call it. Um, he didn't, he didn't, all he just wanted to do was sing. He had a good voice. He just wanted to sing. And like, mm-hmm. I think you, when you started guitar, even just hearing you talking, it was like, you just started from the, oh, I want to play guitar and I want to do this thing well or whatever. And then Devin goes, you know, what's funny though, Toby, you went, you came from the complete opposite. You immediately started with create. All you want to do is right. create. 
And that's so funny when I think back, even like now, it's still that way. Like I am so attracted to creating something and the beginning of it. And then it's unbelievably hard for me after that point. Like I love the idea of, wait a minute, I can get us kickstarted like crazy. Like, I mean, I can just, I can start an idea right now and get us there, but uh, get us started. And then I literally rely on y'all with everything to get us there though. Like I can't like to get us there is really hard for me. It feels like a mountain I can't overclimb I can't climb over because it feels so big and so vast. Even like with this podcast and with stuff like that. Like when Joey and I started, we we were trying to figure out the name. We're undashlearning.org and we're all this crazy stuff and just, you know, what do we do and what are we talking about? And when we when you decided that we, you know, begged you and forced you to work with us, it kind of helps clarify some things for me. And that, that is a thing that you do really well. Like even with our music, like, Hey, we need to clarify this and, and make it smaller so that it'll actually be better. You know, kind of like our guests coming up. I think it's so awesome how preacher and preachers and sneakers is just so pointed and it just clarifies the message so clearly. That's my biggest problem. Like I have a Tell people ideas. what that is real quick. Tell people what that is. Cause we never, uh, let's just explain it now so we can jump right into it with that guy. Yeah, well, you mean like, well, just Preacher with Sneakers is so neat because it it provides you with the people that you know as pastors and the actual price of the clothing or shoes that they wear, and it just puts it so, and there's no condemnation. So it's an Instagram account. Not, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's an Instagram account, and there's no condemnation at all. Like He's not saying, oh, y'all are terrible. Look what this person, all he's is, hey, man, check out these cool sneaks. And that's it. And it shows the price, price of them. You know what I mean? It and might as well be an ad on a, you know, on a, an ad on Instagram yeah. for the shoes or something like there's no, he's not saying anything bad and the world has lost their mind on it. And it's going to be really <laughs> fun talking to him. I'm kind of excited about it. We, we, you know, we've been wanting to have him on for a while and he's anonymous and I guess we'll get into that stuff too. And so it's, it's going to be really good. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we don't even have to wait. We probably could go ahead and bring him on. Yeah, here. we'll be there in a minute. But yeah, I think what you're saying though is still really interesting because you're talking about creating and I think that it's, I think the future of human work is going to be largely creative. Yeah. Basically, yes. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a lot of blue collar work and a lot of art. I think those are the future. Those two in the middle is going to get evaporated. So I think everybody should be paying attention to creation, creating things. That's that w- is what there will be to do. And it's rare that you have the people that are the pure expressives and the fe- pure creators, and they ha- and have something good and some talent or whatever. The more common thing, the way I would say it is, my first drives were to participate not necessarily create. Right. It was like, wow, I want to participate with that. Like, I want to play a Nirvana song and have me be in the one playing it. I wonder if I can do that. Oh, I can do that. And then when you right. get there, you get proficient at a thing. And then you go, but maybe it would have been cool if they did it this way. And then it starts to, yeah. one step at a time, you go, but if you could do that, what if you did this? Or what if you made it quieter here? And la- you know, and you can start to, I mean, that is creativity also, but it's not coming from a place of pure expression. And almost everybody can do that. And then who knows, eventually somebody dumb, untalented person like me, and I don't mean that in a dumb way. It's just, I'm not trying to be humble here. I'm saying I've never, there's absolutely nothing that I'm able to do that when I began, I had any skill or talent. There's not anything that I'm good at now that if you'd have seen me when I started, you'd say, this guy's got some talent. Absolutely not. Not a bit. Music, rhythm. I mean, I'm just the lankiest, widest, arrhythmic, nothing. I just have focused on it for so long because it's interesting and trying to participate with it that at the end of the day, well, I can, yeah, even me, even Matt can create stuff or write notes or arrange or compose eventually. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's real. and. Th- 
the real key is getting people to work together and collaborate where you get the right skills. But everybody can do creative stuff. Everybody can. And everybody, and I'd go one farther, everybody should. Like, uh, my wife is really good at creative stuff, but she doesn't believe it or no. Like, she can draw and sing and stuff, but it's just, it's been squashed out of her, you know, right. childhood enough. And it's so sad because when I say, wait a minute, you have all these skills and are smart and can do all this organizational stuff and you can draw and sing. If you had just leaned into the other ones, and believed, I mean, you could probably have some creative career. There's no way she couldn't, but not going to. Didn't use the muscle, doesn't believe, right. didn't try. You know, it's really sad. It's interesting for me. It's funny that you bring this up. So uh, Ryan Rado has a new show that he's doing where you, you know, he has different people like uh, TJ from ACB. He's having a few other people. He had me on his show and we just sit and kind of shoot the shit and talk about life and stuff. But while we paint, because, you know, he's, an, he's a really awesome painter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was so awesome. I was really intimidated. I was like, this is going to be so dumb. I'm so bad at art and painting and drawing. Like, I'm no Devin. Devin can draw anything almost. And I just felt so stupid when I started. And it was really cool because it was, in a way, he basically gave me permission. He said, listen, there's all these paints here. Use anything that you want and do anything. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just do anything, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, it felt almost immediately like therapeutic. I was like, wait a minute. I've always been told you're bad at art. And the only reason you would do painting or art is if you're really good at it. Right. Like, you know, it's always the outcome, not the actual process of it is what I've been told. Like it was squashed out of me too, because the people that I could saw that that drew drew well. And so at least they got the outcome was at least some praise or, Hey, you're really good at it or whatever. Too far behind. Better not start. Right. Right. And so so wrong. Oh, 100%. And the other thing about that was I was like, Oh, wait a minute. What if I just painted in my garage and it, and it just literally was about painting. Like it's not about anybody seeing it. It's not about anything. Like the real thing there would be the, the me doing it. And it's just some silly idea that pops in my head and it might even look bad or be bad, but that doesn't matter. That outcome doesn't matter. The thing is that, that I'm creating something. And so that sparks You will enjoy something. that. Yeah. I think we're built to do it and everybody should be creating. There's just no way you shouldn't be making something that didn't exist before. There's just no way right. that that's not what we're supposed to be doing. There's just no way. Yep. And you know, the way I see it. I mean, I remember when there was a kids that played guitar in middle school and high school. And they were good. Like, there was a kid at my church that was so good. And I was like, well, I remember distinctly going, well, there's no reason. I mean, I'm already too far behind. There's already people good. So there's no reason I'll ever play guitar. And I decided to not play guitar. And then somebody got me a guitar, and there was one laying around the house. And I piddled around with it and just, you know, knowing I would never learn how to do it. Right. But guess, and I, I, and I was like, played, and I was like, yeah, but I've only been playing for like a year, so that's kind of cool, you know, and I always thought of myself as a very late to get to guitar, I didn't start until I was 16, and thought I was way behind, but now I've been playing for 25 years, like I've been yeah. playing, I've been, I got my first effects pedal multiprocessor amp simulator thing, I was thinking about it uh, the other day, 25 years ago. Right. Been, you know, 25 years I've been doing guitar Good pedals Lord. and stuff, like actively in my brain and thinking about it, so... How could I not be good now? Of course, I have no talent. Right, the talent not required. Just twenty five years. That's all. Hey, <laughs> what kind of what kind of introspection did you have when you and Devin and all those guys had already an existing band and then heard the stuff that Toby was creating for the first time? Because at least some of y'all were definitely taken back from a point of view of okay, this is something special that we're not accessing. Joey, Joey, I yeah. want to answer your question with. Uh, 
You, we go f- deeply into it on the new Emory Same Lounge podcast, my friend. Barry, cool, cool. so go over there and check it out. You're going to hear it's all that there. stuff. It's and not you, up yet. No, it's not up yet. So in a few weeks, go over there Join and we'll Emory that Land, question. Though, we'll tell you more about it in the future. But uh, it's really neat because we played some of the old songs, and Matt and Devin definitely talked about that, like what it was like to be in their band and what it was like to be in our band and our that first tour we went on and all of those things. It's really neat hearing about like the original origins of us and even with you. In the band, you were the bass player, and why yeah, did I start you a band screaming. with you who had no uh, musical, you know, never played any real music instruments or anything? It's really interesting. So, um, yeah, so we'll talk more about that in the future. Emory Land, you go to emorymusic.com and check all that stuff out now and support us there and get an EP immediately. You can go to uh, Spotify and let's start a new song. The Noose is up right mm-hmm. now. Uh, it'll be really good. Let's bring on this uh, preacher with sneakers, figure out what hey, we're going to call Hey, can y'all send me those stuff. songs? Can y'all send me those songs, please? Get join the Emory, Emory Land, <laughs> you bastard! Yeah, you can't join. I just Emory want Land? the songs. You can't join I just Emory want the Land. Songs. It was, join my Patreon. I've got a personal Patreon page, and I'll give y'all some free stuff. <laughs> give me the songs. Always no, gotta turn it into donate to not. the pastor. Reba, if, Reba, if he if, he, if he private messages you and says send them the songs, do not do it. Oh, I'm getting them. No, you're not. Devin will give them to you're me. You're just like the pastors we're about to talk about. That's what you want. You'd rather spend your money on fashion instead of your friends. Fashion over Y'all friends. My, that's like asking Priscilla for, I mean, she's my wife. You guys, we've been homeboys forever. This is ridiculous. I'm getting those songs. Whatever. Nope. Okay, it's time to celebrate your new grad. Or check off that annual gift for dad. And what you're doing here, of course, is treating their teeth to an electric toothbrush from Quip. That'll help them build good habits for the future, both the grad and the dad. A lot of dads, as it turns out, don't have that good of technique and don't do what is recommended in the brushing department. Maybe a Quip will help them out because their signature guiding features are not only a gentle reminder to stick to a daily self-care routine, but they also keep your smile bright wherever you go. Now, They have sensitive sonic vibrations. That's the part that's missing from the other kind of toothbrush, you know. It's for an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums, but still cleans it really good. They got this two-minute timer pulse that pulses every 30 seconds. It says, switch sides, dummy. Do the top, dummy. Are you? Why are you still brushing your teeth, dummy? You're lost in thought, you know. So those buzzers kind of help keep me on track. Um, 90% of people don't brush for a full two minutes. Uh, They don't clean evenly. Now, I have the opposite problem. I'll be standing there lost in thought and have been brushing my teeth for eight minutes so when the quip stops buzzing i know and it stops vibrating i know i'm done so it declutters your sink and cabinet because it's small it's got this little uh little suction cup thing that you know sits on the side really good i don't know why i think that's such a neat feature but i really love that part because i don't have to go digging through the drawer to find my toothbrush and i'll give you another hack that i use i take the tip the brush head right off of the battery part and stick it in my pocket when i'm going on it's like a simple overnight or something you know like mountain climbers do where they uh shave off every ounce they can well i'll just take the head of the quip with me if i'm going somewhere and i think that's terrific too anyway it's a terrific toothbrush most people are using an old toothbrush that's worn out it's not doing the job and uh you know there's over a million happy healthy mouse thanks to quip quip starts at just 25 dollars, and if you go to getquip.com slash bad christian right now you can get your first refill pack for free that's your first refill your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash bad Christian. Okay. Can you hear us all right? Yes, I can. Excellent. So you're Guys, a podcaster now too, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, whether or not I like it or not, I, uh, I'm learning about all this kind of, 
high stress world. Like you got to get it right the first time. It seems like it's a pain, which I've it's already not learned a lesson a few times. <laughs> I, I I saved myself yesterday. Uh, I think because of Riva suggesting it for this, I interviewed a guy yesterday and I recorded it as well on my phone and our mics went out and I basically saved myself. Uh, <laughs> nice. I always wasted, have a backup. Wasting yeah. an hour of my life. So Reva, that's props to you. Uh, nice. Well, glad it. Nice to meet you, by the way. <laughs> Y'all look a lot better in person than on the radio. A lot better. <laughs> so let's uh, first we need to think of a nickname. So let's call let's call you Johnny. And well, that to be that. But do you go by anything? Is there something we can call you? The the girl that first interviewed me for Fashionista called me Tyler Jones, and so that. For all the other interviews, that's what I went by. Well, let's kind stick of, with that then, Tyler. <laughs> the whitest possible name ever. TJ. Tyler is funny because I just got back from a uh, big pastor conference, and you are by far the biggest buzz from the speakers, talking to thousands and thousands of pastors, mentioning preachers and sneakers, <laughs> to the chatter out in the hallway. Everybody's just like, let me see your shoes, man. Oh, man, I paid. So everybody's bragging. I paid $29 at Walmart for these things. I mean, wow. it is so what every single person is talking about. <laughs> that, that's amazing that, that you've done this, and Joey was immediately at a pastor's conference, and th- those worlds are so small, it seems, that, that it just it's like wildfire, right? Everybody knows the exact... The cultures are so small in Christianity, Christianity and evangelical stuff in that level that I bet everybody just knows the same stuff about everything oh, yeah. right yeah and it, it's like <laughs> it's uh christianity is such an interesting subculture as yeah. y'all know very very well but it's like once they can bite on it's kind of like when chance the rapper said a few christianese type things in his songs christian culture freaked out and wanted to like uh grab on to chance the rapper as much as they could. It's like, this is our guy that has somehow mm-hmm. melded uh, secular culture and Christianity. <laughs> and this is it. And this is yeah. kind of the same type of deal. Like, like church culture loves to be relevant, which I get, I understand. And uh, apparently this has s- struck a chord with them. Well, here, here, here's what I love. Here's what I absolutely love is that, all of these guys, you're basically just getting pictures from the internet that they wanted taken. I mean, they're posing for the pictures. They want their nice shirts to be seen or their nice shoes to be seen. All you're doing is putting a price tag on it. <laughs> I know. And it's like and, so... And they write your inbox, right? Yeah. Several. You got to like, t- <laughs> jump right into that. Tell us some of the things that people have uh, sent you. Man, I, I, I get why they responded some way. I wish they would have... I wish they would respond a different way, I guess. Let's so like uh, <laughs> Judah Smith made a, somebody sent me a video of Judah Smith yesterday. That was basically like, I think preachers and seekers is hilarious. And I'm like, thank you. Like if y'all would have a sense of humor, this would be so much better Seriously. for everyone. Mm-hmm. But so like I've had, I don't, I don't really want to say their names, but I've had several guys basically send me multi-paragraph one way conversations. Like dude, screw you for basically putting me on blast, not knowing me and like angry and bitter for real. Like no joke, serious, putting you on the hot seat. Well, I mean, yeah, because they feel like I put them on a, in a public court of opinion unfairly. And, uh, I, I mean, I, so like a lot of these, so the guy that sent me that also messaged me the next day. I was like, Hey dude, I'm sorry for being harsh yesterday. 
people were harassing <laughs> me and my my wife and we're like talking crap like so i get it it's like people right when i post one of these guys or girls immediately for better or for worse the tribe will pounce on them and will either be making jokes or will be actually like pretty mean or like hateful and uh so like that kind of sucks but that basically causes them to want to respond so i get it um but yeah i've also so like a couple of guys have sent me messages like one guy asked me to take one of his pictures down and i did so like um because he said hey my wife has been like people have been direct messaging my wife and harassing her and i'm like dude i don't want to be a part of that like i don't want anybody's wives to get roped into this freaking ridiculous thing and so um so why are you doing it <laughs> yeah how'd you get the idea and get going fans, on this but why are yeah. you doing it yeah uh good question and i it's it's changed over the course of this whole deal so to go back like i literally i was a nobody i mean i'm still a nobody but two months ago i didn't have an agenda. I didn't have, I didn't want to stir up anything within church culture at all. Like I, I was sitting on my couch watching these elevation worship videos and wait, hang on. Important question. All right. Why were you watching elevation right. worship videos? Toby knows why. Cause there's <laughs> more than one reason why. to watch those. I'm curious what, let's just get the intent up front. Sure. So like I, I'm very much like a believer in the church world. My wife works at a, a mega church uh, in Texas and I know I like worship music. I used to play in several worship bands. I've played uh, all those freaking Hillsong and, and um, Chris Tomlin songs to death. Yeah. Um, and so I, I had been listening to like a Spotify worship playlist or something. And just, I mean, not, I, I'm sorry, but not ironically or anything. Like you just, that's the kind of music you listen to and play. And that's part of your culture. It wasn't, you weren't, Toby, for instance, listens to and watches that in order yeah. to get angry for yeah, yeah. some <laughs> yeah. people do just to observe yeah. culturally some people worship yeah. when they listen to it some people dig the tunes so I was it's just a curious. gratifying anger though right <laughs> it gratifies yeah. you it's a righteous anger i believe yeah i mean i <laughs> i uh, yeah i enjoy the music it's not i mean i, I listen to a lot of other music too like worship music i can take in doses yeah. but i like the song resurrecting and so i looked up the the video on youtube just because my wife was out of town i was freaking bored um and I saw the lead singer who I've now met, who's actually super cool, uh, Mac Brock, singing in these pair of Yeezys that were worth like 800 bucks in the resale market. And I was uh, on my personal Instagram. I was like, what is this? Like how I'm, I'm the I'm pretty sure the exact thing I said was elevation worship. What are you paying your guys that they can afford $800 kicks? And I just mm -hmm. posted to my, my personal Instagram and a lot of people, my friends basically messaged me back and said, haha, that's hilarious. It's ridiculous. And so I, I, within like 30 minutes found 10 other videos these guys wearing super expensive sneakers in the resale market. So you already knew that these were expensive sneakers because you're in, you're a sneakerhead guy or what? Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I've probably been into sneakers for maybe two or three years. Like I'm not an OG by any means, mm -hmm. but sneakers are cool to me. The designs are cool. Uh, you know, the, the collaboration stuff is cool to so, me. How, so you uh, recognized them as it, like you saw, Oh, those are Yeezys. There. I mean, you just knew that yeah, already. I didn't. So like people it. think I spend all this time researching right. these kicks and, I don't research them at all. Like they're pretty, if you're into sneaker culture, you recognize these shoes pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I had, I had a buddy that um, is actually a DJ now, but he's, he's pretty connected with the Nashville and uh, LA music scene. And he basically was like, Hey dude, you should make an account off of just that. There's a ton of pastors out here that wear all this really expensive stuff and you can have a lot of content. And I said, all right. 
And so I basically made the handle preachers and sneakers. Posted and this is those, how long those, ago? Real, real quick. How long ago was this? I think it was like March 7th or March 11th <laughs> or something. So yeah, obviously I'm under, I'm way over my head at this point. Do you uh, love the hype though? I mean, you gotta love it. You gotta love the fact that you came up with something this brilliant. Yeah. I mean that, that's been cool to me. Like I, I love people and I, I mean, selfishly like the attention. Like I, even though I have been anonymous, which is, uh, ironic in itself, but <laughs> yeah, that part's cool. Like being part of something viral, being part of like having 160,000 pairs of eyes that see something that I say is pretty cool. Is and that what the account has the now? The followers? <laughs> yeah. And it's like making some kind of wave within church culture without any effort, really. Like I literally was sitting on my couch just with my phone and started this and haven't really done anything else other than that. Um, even though, I, I mean, I just started the podcast a couple weeks ago. So that's it, like a lot. It It's really cool, but it's also, uh, you know, I feel the weight of it. Like it, uh, it's a little too much power for somebody that's not qualified to have in their hand, you know, like with a freaking Interesting. Phone. Yeah, I always feel like that's a, a real issue is in the culture we're in now where people can get famous or popular virally and fast. I mean, it's always been a, a, a trap for to get power quickly without just really understanding it. And I'm not saying yes. you won't be able to handle an Instagram account. I'm just saying it's like, you know, it changes the way that you are perceived by other people immediately. And it changes yeah. the way you see people. And when all that happens quickly, I mean, there's no rule. There's no, you have no experience with that. So it's kind of disorienting, I imagine. Yeah. So Joey, to answer your question, I don't know what I'm doing and I didn't know what I was doing to begin with. And so I, this is like within two months, uh, going from zero to 160,000, I have, trying to figure it out, I guess. Uh, that's cool, man. All right. Even though I actually think the people at my local post office are really nice and give great service, uh, getting in my car, driving there, lugging all my packages around, I ain't got no time for that. I don't know if you do either. And that's why stamps.com is really awesome. Uh, you're busy. I'm busy. Who's got time for all that traffic and lugging and all that stuff? That's why you need stamps.com. I already use it. It's one of the best tools uh, I've ever used in my life. It helps me so much with all my shipping needs. It's one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates the trip to the post office, and you can save money with discounts you can't even get at the post office. That's what I think is cool. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. post office right to your computer whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it with ease. Simply use your computer to print off official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. I've sent packages all over this world, my friends. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in the mailbox. It's that simple. I love that. When I get all my – I just – Print it right there on our printer, and then I carry it out to my mailbox, raise the little red flag, and I'm done. It's so cool. With stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class and up uh, stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. So right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale which I have and I love, without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Bad Christian. That's Stamps.com, enter Bad Christian. Hey, here's what's funny is I, I told some of my friends that we we're going to be having this interview, and I, and I told them, I said, look, I got a hypothesis. This dude is going to be nothing like what y'all think. He's probably going to be a very 
down to earth, not even really all that angry. You're going to relate to him. Like he's going to be nothing like you guys have envisioned. And not only did you confirm my suspicion, but you're also kind of in the culture and not even as like a major bitter naysayer. You're right. just cutting up and having fun. Yeah. I mean, people expect me to like basically buy into their own personal agenda about whether or not they were hurt by the church or whether or not they're supporting these guys. And I'm like, dude, like I initially wanted to do this for laughs and I, I recognize that this is a massive platform. And so I'm trying to be wise with it, but I'm really not a raging douchebag. Like people still like I, I posted my first episode of my podcast yesterday and people were still like hating on it and thinking I'm this like spiteful, uh, I guess there's no better term than like douchebag, like trying to yeah. ruin people's lives or like shit on the church. And I'm like, dude, I, I just noticed this thing. It seemed it made me feel some type of way. And so then I started posting about it and clearly a ton of other people felt strongly about it. So you basically think, okay, so how come you're anonymous then? I mean, if it's good natured and good hearted and you just think it's funny and it's just a simple observation, then why, I mean, why from the get go did you be anonymous instead of yeah. just, uh, initially I wasn't anonymous. So like a lot of the followers on my personal account know who I am. And cause I was basically like, Hey, check out my new account, preachers and sneakers. Um, but then pretty quickly, once it started gaining traction, I had somebody advise me like, Hey, you should probably remain anonymous. Cause this is a pretty touchy topic, like celebrity pastors and money and people feel like, have you read the comments? Like, yeah. uh, I hope you would at least understand one component of why I would want to remain anonymous. A lot of people are freaking terrible and are crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. But also, uh, my wife, like I wanted to, I didn't want to bring any harassment on my wife. Cause I just didn't know what this was or what it was going to become. And she, you know, she works at a mega church. And so I just wanted to clear that stuff up first. And then I also, I mean, have a pretty important job change happening this summer. And so I just got to make sure that they're on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're going to start working at elevation, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe this. Well, yeah, I just wanted to take this time to announce that. Yeah, I am coming on staff at elevation. <laughs> But the big thing that I think is really cool about Preacher with Sneakers is it's so subtle and done so well. Like it's, it is simple. Like you had a, it's, I, I believe that brilliance lies within simplicity and you nailed it. Like you, all you did was show something so clear with that. You know what I mean? Like it, that, that is a brilliant idea. Like you recognized something and to be able to pull that off so simply, that's the thing. Like I know you're getting a bunch of pushback, but the, the only pushback people can actually get mad about you is that you reposted it right. and showed <laughs> so the cost true. of it. Like, and, and because you, I mean, like you're not, you're not saying you're an expert, but because you do know about sneakers and you do know about, you know, you, you're interested in this subject, you can put those two together. The funniest comments are people go, man, I saw that shoe. It was only $99. Like, no, man, there's like 250 made and it was sold out in like less than a second. Yeah. You know, people, people that don't understand sneakers at all, cannot understand the actual cost that you have to pay to get those, right? Right. Yeah. yeah so I think that simplicity is amazing. I mean, everybody can do the research. Like, you're just making it easy for them. You're saying, here's the price tag. You don't even have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's super funny that you have to worry about, like, you know, people uh, online bullying and all this stuff from I know. Christians. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Christians are the one like, hey, we're gonna, you're a terrible person. You're awful. You know, you know, all that stuff, right? Like that, that's what's funny. It's not like 
anybody else, everybody <laughs> else is like, oh, yeah, look, yeah, we told you too, or something, you know, of course, or something. The Christians are like, not on my watch, sir. You don't <laughs> hey, know have you anything. Been, have you been threatened or told, like, as far as like, we're going to sue you, like, been told to censor this, remove a picture? Like, what's been the extent of some, like, obviously you've gotten complaints. Has there, has there been any, like, abrasive accusations or get this off the, yeah. Internet? Uh, no, like nothing like to my life or anything, but one of the churches basically sent me a cease and desist because I had used like the photographer for the church basically reported it to Instagram. And so Instagram took it down and I emailed the guy. I was like, Hey, I didn't mean to, I wasn't trying to steal anybody's work. If I give you credit, can I repost it? And they basically sent me this <laughs> message or an email saying, please, or like, we do not allow you to use anything from life church or whatever church it was to to post anything by this work or whatever. So I was like, all right, fine. Like I, like I've got plenty of other content. I don't have to use, use this one, but so right. like that was the first, the only like closely legal type uh, correspondence I've gotten. A lot of people have been like, Hey, you better be careful. You know, Virgil's going to sue you for using Helvetica for your podcast artwork or mm-hmm. something. I'm like, I, if Virgil wants to sue me for my podcast artwork, so be it. Like, like, <laughs> uh, and then other people, have DM me like this is, this is terrible, but basically saying like, you're going to have to account to God for the souls that people leave the church because of this account. And I'm like, dude, like, okay. Like, I think, I think I'm prepared to, to stand before God and say, yeah, God, I did create this, this Instagram account highlighting sneakers and celebrity pastors. So I'm, there's a whole bunch of really interesting forces at work here. That it's, it's like a confluence of forces. So like yeah. a, on one hand, you're like an Edward Snowden or Julian Assange or something, right? It's just information, just like Toby said, put together and put out there. And it's not private. It's not even like leaked or private information, but it's just information consolidated in a place. Uh, at a time, and anytime something is like that it takes off so fast, it lets you know that there was a void or a vacuum or some. Right. There was some. It was gonna. It was a, some bubble that had to pop, and it's finally somebody f- just found the the thing that had. That was a meme. Like it communicates so much, so quickly, so distilled, and that's what the internet's given us. And it's, it's not like you spent your whole lifetime in craft to be able to do this. Like, right. you know, it used to be, you have, it's just so amazing that the internet can find and filter out the information from a goof all the way into something that actually matters. And like you said, makes a cultural wave. Yeah. And it just comes at this time when privacy and data and online mobs and outrage are just so crazy. Uh, it, and it's just the most narrow little audience of, of Christian evangelicals who are probably, tell me if y'all think this is right or not, the most, some of the most tribal, protective, uh, you know, looking for somebody to follow or to disavow or, you know, it's, it's one of the most tribal, protective, insular, small little groups possible. So there, yeah. it's just such a confluence of, of forces. Yeah. And that's what's been so tough about like having to try to figure out a way forward with this is because there are like initially I loved it because atheists and questioning and uh, people that hated the church were like, dude, this is hilarious and awesome. Thanks for calling these guys out. Like I've always thought these things, this is why I left the church. And I was like, I don't know what to do with that, but I'm glad there's that I'm appealing to this group because ultimately there's so many things that turn people off from the church. And so like, I, I hoped to make something about the church attractive again, but then on the other side, there's all this this whole component of the church. It's like, hey, this is an incredibly important conversation. 
you know, we've had concerns about this within our own church and we've had to like evaluate the things we spend our money on and how our pastors are, are the optics out there and that we're portraying. And so it's like, I haven't known what to do with all that, but it has like appealed to a lot of different groups of people appealed either in a positive or stirred people up in a negative way. Um, so yeah, that was definitely not intentional, but it's been very interesting to experience. So, I mean, what, how would you think of it now going forward though? Like why keep it up or what are the goals? I mean, do you hope to get bigger or expose more bullshit or hip? I mean, like what, like what is the theme of this that you would like to continue other than right. sneakers and sticker prices? I mean, yeah. what, other than that, what is the motivating principle here? Sure. So, uh, it seems like the point has been made at least about the, the overpriced sneakers and designer stuff for these celebrity pastors. So like, I'm, I'm going to keep posting those, but I would like to, like a lot of critics have said, like none of this conversation is productive at all because the comments are just a, a shit show. And my deal to that is like, all right, some of that's valid. And so let me try to find a way to have a meaningful conversation about materialism and celebrity within church culture. And so part of that was a podcast deal. Like I'd, um, the podcast thing is fun for me and feels like a worthy way to move forward as far as like getting people from multiple perspectives. Like somebody yesterday called me the well, one people have called me a narcissist. I'm not trying to be a narcissist, but somebody yesterday DM me is like, dude, you're like the, the Christian Joe Rogan. I would love to do that. Like I would love, cause I, I love people and love to like, it's pretty easy for me to keep an open mind more so than like, I'm from Louisiana. And so everybody there is very black or white and I'm just, I'm living in the gray a lot more now. So, um, the podcast is one thing, like I'm planning on doing some kind of merch to raise money for some nonprofits. Cause I think that's worthy. So like I'm trying to continue to grow the platform, but also try to do things that are universally good, which are create meaningful dialogue from both perspectives and then also raise money for something that so like one of the nonprofits I care a lot about is uh, Unlikely Heroes, which they basically res rescue kids from sex trafficking. It's like, yeah. please, please let me raise money for Unlikely Heroes and still shit on me. Like, right. I'm, I'm willing to take that. Like, if you still have a problem with raising money through this to rescue kids from sex trafficking, then so be it. Then you're a, a bitter, terrible person. <laughs> what, what does it feel like on the uh, just on the. I guess technical side or the, the 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 Instagram side of just all of a sudden blowing up, like just being like like you said, just a month or two ago there wasn't anything, and all of a sudden you created something to where you're trending. I mean, what does that feel like? Does, has it has it translated into s some fame or some money or what? What does that side of it look like? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so far I've made zero dollars, which is tight. <laughs> uh, so it's just been somebody asked me, it's like, why did you start this account? And I said on a Q and a, I was like, I wanted to waste the most amount of time while making the least amount of money. Yeah. And so far that's what it's been. Uh, like that's been cool. Like it's every, like the type of person I am enjoys being part of a discussion and being like, uh, having some amount of like being a, a trending topic. That's cool to me. Um, it's been cool to talk to famous people and have, like celebrities reach out and want to wear my merch or oh, that's like cool. meet up. Yeah. Um, so that, that feels cool. Like objectively, it's cool to be interviewed by the New York times and wall street journal and Buzzfeed and, uh, Esquire, all that, like to be able to say like, yeah, I was featured in all these different news publications. Like the New York times, literally, it must've been a super slow news month. They posted, they, 
They did a whole page in the mother freaking New York Times about preachers and sneakers. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so that's, that's awesome. That's cool. That's crazy. But also like, all right. It's like, so fat. I have I kind of think of that a little differently than you, but first of all, is it is it feel and I hope you have a long career at this too, but does does the fifteen minutes of fame kind of seem like the thing that's is this the kind of thing where you thought, oh, if I ever have fifteen minutes of fame, you weren't like I said, you weren't trying to do a thing, it just happened. So does that feel are people throwing that term around like this is your fifteen minutes of fame, it'll be over soon, all that, you know? Yeah, I mean they've called it five seconds of fame. Like yeah. there's several consistent haters on my page that are like, This dude's about to fizzle out like next <laughs> week, which I'm fine <laughs> with. Like honestly, like I said, I'm making zero money. Right. Um but uh, I think you're asking if I if this is how I pictured my 15 minutes of fame and no, it wasn't like I, I grew up playing drums and I always like, I wanted my 15 minutes of fame to be playing drums for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been cool too. Um, and, so but what's also- interesting about it is the, t- um, you know, you say you wanted to do something that was time consuming or, and made no money like that. But to me, that really just highlights the actual value of what you are doing because it's worth doing. And it's worth doing in a big way, despite the fact that it's work and no money, and you don't actually get the credit because you're anonymous. So somebody could look at your anonymity as a way to hide or you're this bad person trying to hurt people, but that's clearly not really the best way to view it. It's uh, the value of, of being able to share information and make changes in culture It is so I mean, it's intoxicating, really, and I don't think that's negative. I think there just is a value to that because there's so many cultures and conversations that are so stagnant. When there's effort and motion and things are happening, it just always seems like, well, this, there's more to do here. So, yeah, build a platform. Try it again. Is there other er- – I mean, that's the way that my brain would work on that anyway because there's no doubt about it that these people – in these cultures are look i mean for sure it's having an impact it, yeah, in it's a the green rooms before no they go what. on stage they're like sneaker check is anybody going to get us in trouble today you know like it's <laughs> it'll change the way people look at stuff and the way that they're like if they're going to have real conservative pastors saying ah, is that shirt expensive are people going to notice you should have that jewelry i mean it's going to make them right. all Dude, twisted do- up and worry you're doing something really good seriously in itself like don't you don't have to think beyond what you're doing right now in my opinion like what you're doing is helpful to the church it may it may make people squirmy but Squirmy, right? For sure, help. I mean, have you thought about expanding to like cars or jets or <laughs> facelifts for family members? I mean, plastic I, I, surgery is a good yeah, one. A lot of, a lot, I mean, pretty much daily, people are like you should do preachers and jets. I'm like, all right, well, if they were if they were posting their jets on Instagram on a public yeah. profile, I absolutely would. Right, but you know, the the clothing thing is a little harder for them to uh, cover up instead totally. of. The, I don't know what cover up is the right word, but it's like. I know for a fact, like one of the the leaders of one of these mega churches drives an Aston Martin. It's like absolutely would love to get a picture of the big homie stepping out of an Aston Martin. Like right. that would be some pretty good content, I would say. I would like to see the boob jobs of the pastor's wives and the price tag on those. I'm not touching that. <laughs> That's what I would like to see. <laughs> Matt didn't ask you to touch them. He just oh wants you to I write didn't about touch them. I said I want to see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pastors Sorry, and mom. porn is the side that Matt wants to start. <laughs> it's really funny though. The, I, I, one of the things that I have loved is just seeing some of the pastors that I've known that have spoken at churches that I've been at, and and I, w- I was even questioning it. And then I was like, man, they they are very concerned with their image and their look, and and I think that's probably the biggest pushback that I keep seeing against preachers and sneakers is 
who are we to to say what a pastor can choose to wear or not? Right. I, I can understand that point. Like, I feel like everybody has liberty to do what they want, but this exposes something that has bothered me from uh, from the earliest uh, times I can remember, that if you choose or say you are called to be a pastor— then that means your life is different. That you 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 cannot tell me be uh, you know in the world but not of the world, and you cannot tell me that my money matters and that who I am uh, is a reflection of what my faith is and all those those things. And then go and choose something like wearing a you know a five hundred dollar pair of shoes like that 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 doesn't reflect Jesus. Jesus, uh, I mean, in order to be like Jesus, uh, you know, I heard Jack Hoyle on your podcast say this, Joey. It, it really rang true to me. In order to be like Jesus, you have to go through some suffering. You have to go through possibly some poverty. You have to deny yourself some things. Like, is it is it really a bad thing if every pastor goes, you know what? We're going to deny ourselves expensive clothing. We love it. We think it's really cool. The same way as you and I do. Like you, like you like sneakers because they are cool. Like I, I, I don't know why. Several years ago, I got into like a uh, uni watch for uh, one of our <laughs> uh, for like football players and sporting events. I like the shoes too. I would never buy a pair. I'd feel so silly wearing a six hundred dollar pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And plus, my wife, the way my w- own wife would look at me is how I feel like I'm looking at these pastors. That's right. That's a great. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, that's wait a minute, exactly Toby, right. you're going to go pay $600 for shoes. But I mean, look, we got groceries, we got life, we got all these things. And that is what I don't think these pastors are at all taking in consideration. The people that are coming to the church that are tithing because they think they are giving to the Lord to help others and to help the mission and to spread the gospel. And then your pastor is taking money to buy things for themselves that are a, a, a just crazy expensive like you can get a cheaper pair of shoes you can still get a really cool pair of shoes and they're cheaper you can do a lot of things and it, it's it's really frustrating that people would get mad at you when what they're the only argument they actually have is wait a minute i'm mad because you say a person that says they're called by god might not should buy that like that just <laughs> god that has to be exhausting to you like it, even, have yeah. you felt like was it like really cool the 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 you know the numbers on Instagram started rising all stuff as it but and that you said you know that feels really good and you kind of like some of that uh, a little bit of that attention and trending but has it been a little bit mentally exhausting too Yeah absolutely like while trying to stay married and work a job and be in school like yeah it's a ton of yeah like it's it's pretty uh like to go back to your point is like, all I'm saying is that maybe you shouldn't wear that. I haven't even said that. Maybe you shouldn't even right. wear that. Didn't say that. No. And so people, <laughs> people assign all the douchebags in the comments to what I, my worldview is. Right. And I never even said that. Like, sure. Like when I had, I mean, 45, you could really be into fashion right now that you could just be a big time fashion right. guy. Yeah. <laughs> and people that, people that followed me from the very beginning probably got a, like, I had a little bit of snark just because I, sure. It wasn't to anybody. And so I was like, I couldn't reconcile it at the beginning. I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. Right. Um, and then once I started kind of hearing from these guys and talking to them, I did like at least empathize with some of their positions. Like, hey, I'm, I literally baptized Justin Bieber and he gave, like he took me to Barney's and freaking let me have whatever I want. Like I, I at least can see, okay, if I was in that position and I somebody felt so strongly about me that they wanted to give me thousands of dollars worth of clothes, Maybe it would have been the right thing to do to accept those gifts. But then the rebuttal to that is like, dude, maybe not for the hour a week that you preach. Yeah, I, that's where right. I'm with Toby. Sunday. Like, I, I, I like the tension Toby is is tossing around in his head. Like, there should be a difference. And at the same time, we can't tell people what and whatnot. But like, if you're in that 
sort of position, just don't, I mean, don't wear them if you don't want people to put, I mean, if they're upset with you for putting it out there, then just don't wear them. Like, don't wear them in pictures. I mean, literally, if someone get hide, and, and this is someone hide that, your riches, right? I'm not a big time shoe guy, but if someone gave me like a five hundred dollar pair of shoes, they're going on eBay. Like, I'd like <laughs> to have that money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, it, or they they should say it, it. Like, I'm not for hiding stuff. If you like the shoes and you want to wear them, fine. But don't don't be like a. Uh, uh, yeah. sleazy you know it, it feels sleazy when they go yeah but you know what I, like one of the guys i forget what it was i saw the it was the whole, uh, chad veach or something is that oh. his name one of oh, them chad uh, yeah yeah like he 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 like yo dude if you only knew and all this i'm like wait a minute just own it dude yeah right. i like expensive shoes and i bought yeah, for these. sure own it i mean that that okay i can at least understand that you know uh, this is what i bought with my money and tell me uh, uh, but but pastors hide everything they don't tell you how much they get paid they don't they, they explain away everything i'm just like where is the trend the act you talk about transparency where is it because when you're actually being transparent it sure does seem like everybody gets mad and runs and hides and says you're the problem not the pastors isn't that right. weird yeah. yeah, it's kind of one of the biggest problems to me is that it's uh, it's not really the money. I really don't care. I mean, I kind of understand the argument of who's to say blah, blah, and everybody's rich. And if you're a pastor, I, I mean, I'm fine with all those arguments. But the image management and lack of feedback to them and being surrounded by yes-mens and people protecting their king drives me fucking crazy. That's what really kills me about it is they spend so much time crafting their public image and how they look and what they project and what they don't. That is wasted time. That's wasted mental space. It just grosses me out. And they live in a bubble where nobody calls them out on anything. If I walk into the first day of our next tour as a person that goes on stage or whatever, and I'm wearing $600 sneakers, <laughs> these people will eat me. A, can you imagine right. if I walked on the oh, bus God. with some $800 Yeezys, what y'all would do to me in a second? I'd be shredded. Unbelievable. Even regardless of like, not because it's bad to waste the money, just, right. oh, please, you're trying to show up. I mean, it would just be, I would get crushed if I ever did something like that. And yeah. I should be crushed. A lot of, a and lot these of, guys um, don't get crushed because all they do is have fluffy, nice images that are expanding and everybody wants them to look that way and have the image and be beyond reproach. You know, it's just the whole culture vacuum of that is what's so, that's the bubble, I think, that you have burst. It's like, okay, you can get made fun of too. I mean, my wife yeah. would kill me. My friends would make fun of me. That's what should happen to you. That's what's yeah. happening now. A critique, that's all. I just, you can still do what you want. Yeah, I just interviewed one of my like mentors and good friends for the podcast right before this. I'm at his house, and we were talking about that same thing because like a, a big critique that I've gotten from the evangelical side is like, Hey dude, like you probably should have brought this up in private to these guys. Please. And if you actually had a problem and it's like, I mean, the Bible says that we're supposed to do that. But then also my, my follow-up question is like, all right, are there, are there elders at these churches? And if so, did they, are they just good to go with the right. $3,000 jacket? I don't know, but I think that's why it's like, been such a complicated conversation because like, yes, I realized that if I could go back and do it again, maybe I would try to email these guys, but I can almost guarantee you that they would not respond. But you're not telling any secrets. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're you don't have a pro They didn't sin against you. You just had a joke and shared it. That's all. Right. Well, that, you we're, can't we're, bust the balls. Tyler, we're all the, basically I mean, saying, uh-uh. Uh-uh now. You're not doing anything <laughs> hey, yeah. wrong. Hey, I like Screw this support that. group. This is good for yeah, my yeah. head. You're on the wrong podcast if you want people to critique you. We're fully behind you. 
uh, we did have me and some pastors did have a conversation that went along these lines. I, I did say, so just, uh, I, I have never come up with a brilliant idea like this. So take it for what it's worth. But I was like, posting $200 pairs of sneakers. I said, you know, I could see someone if their hobby is sneakers, I could see them rolling out and buying a $200 pair, especially if grandma gives them a hundred dollar check right. for their birthday or something like that. <laughs> to me, $200. I'm like, yeah, but my gosh, I, I've been so surprised. Like you posted a uh, uh, a sleeveless T shirt. I think it was six or seven hundred dollars. I'm like, I didn't even. I legit being educated by your Instagram. I did not know there was such thing as a T shirt for over a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. It's, it's, it's a very interesting way, world. It's similar to the way drug dealers or people that make their money out of taxable revenue or mobsters spend their money. It's like you have to put it somewhere. <laughs> and so you put it in like you put it in rims that actually cost you know or a car that costs eighty grand you pay in cash, and it's not ta- you know it's like doesn't show up in a technical way. So you, you you're a rich person you feel like a million bucks you feel so awesome and you get a six hundred dollar tank top and only you know <laughs> it costs six hundred dollars but you feel so great because you're so great. That's what that's I don't what know. That's, a, that's a completely like, equal analogy, but uh, yeah, I, I see your thought process there. You got to park that money somewhere. You have it. You feel so great about yourself, and you just put it in these. It's like little, a shell you know, company. This, yeah, yeah, right. You just have to put it somewhere. You're not gonna, you know, you don't wear a big diamond ring. You just wear a twelve hundred dollars shirt. Right, but then they, I guess, then the rebuttal to the whole like, dude, this is ridiculous thing is like, I guess I've heard from a lot of people that where does that where does that scale stop like you know to somebody else my my freaking iphone is ridiculous or my like we spend 70 bucks on dog food for our labs like we all buy kind of ridiculous stuff based on things that aren't uh based on trying to give god glory or live for jesus and so i at least get that like maybe this isn't the place for us to say what's right and wrong regarding sneakers but there's got to be something in between the pay less kicks and the Balenciaga nine hundred dollar right. snakes. Right. But I don't know what that is. Yeah. Which is why well, this has been such like an imperfect Well, I think this. Okay. Now now after having met you, honestly, man, I, I just I think you're a good guy and this is weighed on you a little bit because you are saying things that I won't let pastors get away with. Like I <laughs> I dis I disagree with that. I think you should be able to call out a pastor because they are telling me they have a calling from God. And the calling from God only applies to certain parts of their life or all of the parts. Like, are they reading the Bible literally? Is it better to give than to receive? Like, what, what, what are you actually telling me here with your actions and your words? And if you have a calling from God, then yes, I have a right to call you out. Because I'm not saying I do. I'm a really shitty person. I would, I would love to have a shitload more money and buy expensive stuff, and I would do bad stuff with it probably. <laughs> I, shouldn't be, I shouldn't be a preacher. You shouldn't even be listening to me on this podcast right now. But the thing that you did, and I just want to make sure I reiterate this, is you just did it so well. I don't know how you nailed it, but like as soon as I saw it, the first little tagline you had, it just got me immediately. I had a friend from South Carolina. This is before anything started happening. I don't know how he stumbled across it, but I mean, you didn't even have that many followers at the time. Mm-hmm. This guy from South Carolina just found it. And, Shouts out uh, to Shrimp and Grits, by the way. Do what? Shout out to Shrimp oh, and oh, Grits, by the way. Oh, man. That's right, baby. Oh, brown. Yes. You got to have it brown. Um, That's right. But, but uh, he sent it to me, and I saw you said like uh, – Bad and bougie, more like God and Gucci. And I was like, this got me. I'm in for as long as the ride goes. Because that's the thing. You are making a joke, too. And, and at the very least, if you can't make fun of pastors, 
then that that is where I think things get really scary for That's me. Like right. even That's if you're exactly not, because right. like you said, you, you you didn't say anything. You didn't say they're wrong for this. In fact, you're defending a lot of them. You took some pictures down. You've listened. Of course, you would go. You would go speak with these people face to face. You're not a bad guy. You were listening to Elevation songs when your wife was out of town. You know when my wife's out of town, what's on the TV? I don't, don't even want to say. Don't my even go. God. Don't even. Say. I don't. My God, I don't want to incriminate myself. But I'm just saying, you 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 seem like a good dude. And at the very least, if the least thing that happens out of this is that people go, wait a minute, we can make fun of pastors. Maybe sometimes mm-hmm. they need to. Maybe that's in a little bit of an accountability in a nice way. Like you made you yes. made some jokes and you, you showed some of the stuff they're wearing. And if they weren't getting made fun of, they would love the exposure that they look cool. The right. reason why they buy right. these expensive things is to look cool, right? That's why you do it. It's, it's fashion is cool and it's expensive because it's cool and it makes you look better and cooler. So I understand those whole thoughts, but I just love the idea of how simply. And perfectly, you did this. I don't know, I, like it, it was just—it's just done so well. That—that's the thing. I hope people don't miss is like you've done this so well and so like it—it's just right to it. It just gets gets you right there. Like we we tried forever, like with written tons of albums, done this podcast for years, and all that stuff. And I feel like we we missed the point. Like, man, you just nailed it. And with like just an Instagram post. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Like I right from the that, beginning. That's just so. And do you good. see? Do you see how fired up Toby just got with that whole rant? Multiply that by 100,000 people, and that's what I got to freaking deal with every single day. (laughs) (laughs) No, the point really is humor, I think, here. Just that pastors, get ready. You can get made fun of. That's a good thing. You've been in a bubble. It's okay. It's totally okay to get made fun of. If you think you can't get made fun of, you are so far out of touch. This is it, we're really in trouble. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Well, I want to say, I want to say, it sounds like, I mean, would you? Would you agree that it sounds like Judah Smith gets it? Like, I'm actually, what you said about him, I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. I've never listened to a Judah Smith sermon, don't know anything about him, really. But if that dude, because he he has been posted multiple times on Instagram, and I, I want to say either him or, or his wife had the sleeveless t-shirt that was like $600, and he said he likes it. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. a dude that, that gets it, it sounds like. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was it. cool, and I, I, I posted about it today, and I, I, I said I'd take it at face value. Like, I don't think he was being meta about it or anything. Like, I think he legitimately was like, hey, this is pretty funny, and you should own it if you are wearing it. And it's like, thank you. Like, having right. a, a novel concept, having a sense of humor, and being like, maybe what I was wearing was ridiculous. And Do you it, think you can get any of those guys on your podcast, or are you going to try? Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to try. Like, his uh, one of his buddies... Uh, messaged me and was basically, basically gave me the, like, Hey, Judah likes your account or like Judah's son likes your account. Um, and so I was like, dang, uh, it would be sweet if I could get him on the podcast. So I haven't asked Hold him on. yet, but I, I plan on it and I plan on asking uh, most of these guys, but I, I don't expect the majority of them to want to add fuel to the fire. I don't think, but that's what people want to hear from. Like I even I posted this podcast yesterday of me just interviewing one of my good buddies because he had a, some good perspective and everybody shit on me for like not having, the pastors that were on the, on that I had been featuring. I was like, dude, like one, do you actually think these guys are going to sit on my podcast? (laughs) podcast? And also like, I'll probably just do what I want. Kind of like I've done since the beginning. Um, but yeah, to answer your question. Yeah. I would love, especially him, like knowing that he at least would have a good attitude and like be Mm -hmm. open enough to 
chop it up back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. Would like to get them on. All right, I got an idea of how you can make money. Yeah, I don't know if you've thought of this yet, but right, hit me. Uh, those those pastors, uh, you say for five hundred bucks, send in your picture where you're wearing like yeah, like pay less shoes too, and I'll post that and go, hey, look, this guy's had a change of heart, and, they, and the, so they pay you under the table. <laughs> the mega pastors look, they get they get some of their rep back. You get some money to pay for your bills and your family. This this could be really nice. I can <laughs> I can be a middleman here too if you need. I take ten percent. Hey, I like that. Toby, as long as I want to you're thinking email. small. You're thinking small. The big money here is in blackmail. It's what he doesn't Ooh, release is how yes. he gets paid. Ooh. You see what now I'm saying? you're really talking. Yeah, you, oh. want to keep it, you want to keep it quiet? Like I got this photo of you and your... You know. Hey, yeah, and then you'll run into a James McDonald. He'll murder you. <laughs> <laughs> multiple, people have made jokes, multiple people have made jokes Allegedly. like, dude, uh, Craig Groeschel's going to send the mob after you, bro. Yep. Oh, boy, boy. <laughs> All right, Tyler. We do appreciate you being on here, man. And once again, yeah, just uh, it, I just at the, at the very least, just well done job. Really, I think it's really funny. It's really, really clear. Your message is just so pointed. I just really appreciate it. And we do hope for lots of success. And maybe some of the uh, disgruntled folks out there will get get a little bit of sense of humor too, because it sounds like that's that is your goal That's too. Awesome. Not not yeah. to just you don't want to destroy anybody's life. Right. You want to just ma- hey, we can cut up with each other. Everybody yeah. needs that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. This is super fun. I've listened to you guys for a while. Um, I listened to the uh, Aaron Gillespie episode y'all did a while back, and I, I've been talking with him since I started the account, and he's been really cool. I mean, people shit on him in the comments, too, because he'll come in with some pretty hardcore, like, right. screw pastors so. type stuff. Uh, yeah. So it's been interesting getting his perspective. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate what y'all, y'all do. I, I empathize. I think we probably get a lot of the same type of messages where it's like hey what's the purpose of this podcast right what's the purpose well, I got of this good account? news about that good there's really good news about that is we got that unbelievable when we started but eventually they i mean we're still here we're 400 episodes in they they stopped doing that pretty early on so Praise now we God. just we, we don't worst. get any i mean we don't get yeah. have any trouble to be on. i mean maybe it's because we're irrelevant at this point <laughs> they just know you're not gonna get any trouble them. right <laughs> so the instagram is preacher and Preachers of Sneakers, in Sneakers, and then what's the podcast? Same name? Uh, yeah, Preachers Letter in Sneakers podcast. It's awesome. on uh, Apple and Spotify and Google. So, yep. yeah, just trying to interview people from multiple perspectives and kind of get get the discussion going on materialism and money within the church and celebrity pastors and stuff. Just trying to keep it as open format as possible. But, um, yeah, Preachers Letter in Sneakers on all the well, it's on Instagram. On Twitter, it's preachers and sneakers with no vowels. So if you care about okay. Twitter, which Twitter sucks, yeah. but you know, I'm on there as well. <laughs> All, All right, right man. Well, good luck to you. <laughs> my, Zang- my Zanga, <laughs> my Zanga is preachers yeah. and sneakers at zanga.com. <laughs> uh, All right, Tyler. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for the time, guys. All right, the anonymous. The the Tyler Jones who isn't actually Tyler Jones. I kind of like when people are have anonymity because, like, I mean, I guess you could find it out, but I I like trying to hide your identity because my identity I feel like's always been out there, and it's just be nice to you know. Ev- everywhere I go, I get recognized. Y- y'all know that. Yeah, he. I, I guess technically he's a, he is in pseudonymity, not anonymity. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Poor Tyler Jones. Right. But, that's a, Tyler Jones is a name exactly like Matt Carter. Like, how many right. of them are there? Unlimited. It doesn't matter. Right. It just doesn't matter. There's a million Tyler Jones out there. Yeah. He should have said Matt Carter. Yeah. There's only yeah. It's the same thing. There ain't too many Toby Morels or Joey Svensons. No, not too many of those. Yeah. I got not lucky. Too many. Uh, Matt, that, I remember. It. What do you remember? Well, I was just gonna say how I remember. What year was I this? Did the, 
Oh, you know what? I'm so glad you asked. I would say probably 06. Okay. All right. Yeah. Toby now doesn't talking. have anything past 08. Right. You know what? I think I want to say 04, 05, because I'm pretty sure it was in Charlotte <laughs> for our friend Ben's wedding. And it was it was rather early in this in the success of Emory. Okay. And so it was the first time I did this, and it really was the last because I, I don't want to be like a, a jerk. And yes, I should have known better, but I made this mistake once. I actually there's like these um these young little punks in the record store or something. And I just thought, you know what? We're in Charlotte. These kids are kind of alternative looking. I bet you there's a 50-50 shot that they know who Emory is. And sure enough, I said, hey, guys, y'all heard of Emory? They were like, yeah, we love Emory. And I pointed to Toby and I said, (laughs) the lead singer right there. And Toby was nice and chill and calm. But when we left that store, he was like, what the hell was that? I mean, he lost his mind. And I I mean, of course, I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'll never do that again. I probably may have done it again, but I don't think I have. I don't think I have. That's an interesting point that you say that because it's it really is, I don't want to say struggle or something, but you have to figure out how to be comfortable in the world. And uh, for us to be famous or rock star or something like that, something about that's always been super not good like i don't like it like it's not really and everybody thinks of it kind of the other way but that part is really the worst part and some of what we're doing for with emory land and this podcast and on twitch it's just to try to make sure that it's not that way because that way is it sucks so bad to be toby from emory talking down to these people right right yes it's just so awful like I don't know why people think that would be good in the first place. Same as I guess it's the, the, the same distinction as if you're, yeah, I just wouldn't be comfortable in a nice car or with nice sneakers, and I'm not really at all comfortable with people looking up to me, and I have to treat them in this way like right. a politician and smile, and it's just horrible. Like everything about that's horrible. Yeah, it's no fun. I, I know Joe was joking, but it just is. Then I'm like, ah, oh, now I'm just the, I, well, okay. Here's the reason I don't like it either. It's just it it I'm it, that isn't Toby. Whatever that thing right. that Joey introduced those people to isn't Toby. It's this 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 persona exactly. or this thing that they think I am or whatever, and nothing even against them. They're just oh wow, same way as I would be when you know uh, if, if when I say a, a favorite singer of mine or I, you know met a famous person, I I'm not seeing the real person. But it just feels like I the least thing I like is yeah that I'm anybody would think I'm worth being weird around or that I have to act interested in them even when I just I just want to be me and chill and like I don't know you and you don't know me it doesn't matter just because there's some song I wrote or something that feels really fake and and uncomfortable but we chose wrong man we should have been like uh you know uh, preacher in sneakers or uh slipknot wore masks so no one ever would have known who we were I wish I'd have done that the whole time right yeah, and I'm not saying it's not good to be able to be have recognition or have the power that comes along with success and have success. Like I love the fact that I can get things done because of my right. reputation or something. That's that's a tool, but the attention part of it is wildly uncomfortable. And in that scenario, for instance, yeah. Toby was at the record store looking at records. Those kids were at the record store looking at records, and you were at the record store being your whole self looking at records. And then when you set the situation up and pointed to that and made, oh, this is Toby. He's this guy from that thing. Then a third person, show, a fourth person in this case, showed up. And right. that was Toby from Emory. You, you brought a whole nother persona into the situation that wasn't there right. before. And totally. it's, just, it's just not right. It just isn't it just doesn't make sense. It's just not a good thing. But that's what people, I don't understand. I really don't understand. I'm not trying to be stupid from a point of 
privilege, but people want to be famous. I don't understand why. Right. Like, I want attention. Yes, that is true. I try to get attention, by the way. I act stuff I say. But I want the attention to be the real me. Right. That's the it's thing that needs the attention. I don't want attention for a thing that I am pretending to be. That would that makes me want to die. Yeah. You know? It's the only attention that's, I want is real. That's what people want is significance. And I think that's what I get caught up in, too, is like you think about your life and you think about its value, you think about its meaning. If... If you have a podcast that a lot of people listen to, if you're not careful, your mind goes to, oh, cool, significant. That must mean something good for me and says something good for me. Right. I mean, that's just that it's just impossible. Yeah, but only the only you. But it depends on who is the you. If if the you is some persona other than you, then that's somebody else that gets the attention and the money and the fame, whatever. I want it. I want attention. I want people to listen to me and laugh and think I'm cool or accept me or be seen or be heard or be known. That I want. If I pretend I'm somebody else to get it, what the fuck? Then I'm not getting it. You know? Right. So, yeah. More money, more fame, more problems. And that's just the truth. But uh, I still would love to ask people for money and join the BC Club. I would oh, like money. I, I like yeah, yeah, success. I, want, I like. I want. I want more success. And in the BC Club, I want to be the supreme lord of it. You know, I know that uh, Taylor, who works with the BC Club, works with us. Um, T Dong is overseer of it, and then the, you know, there's some people that try to push his power. But um, I, w- I was thinking about it, uh, just flipping through the BC Club Facebook, and then now on uh, you know on Discord, some and stuff like that as well. It's just really neat that there really are. Real friendships that have occurred outside of anything that we did. Like, all we did was get together, our, us three friends get together and talk, and that caused other people to realize they could talk, they get together, talk, and, I mean, they have, in the BC Club, there's fights, people say crazy stuff sometimes, people say hilarious stuff. It's kind of like a, you know, like a family in a way. Like, you just, it's never going to be perfect, but uh, it it's really good. It's one of the redeeming things for me on Facebook when I see people, you know, just being themselves at least and having a place to go. And I noticed too, uh, you can go in the BC club and post stuff that you will not post to your personal page or in public outside of the BC mm-hmm. club. I love that. People go, Hey, did y'all see this? They would never post it in the real world. Cause they, you know, it'd just be awful. Your mama would see it or something like that. I'm the but, same way, you know, but well, in the BC club, way. you just got, you just, you know, have a little bit of that anonymity and you can just, it's people going to go, Oh, okay, this is funny, or I get where they're going with this or something like that. So that's a really good reason to join the BC Club. Um, we also do a Daily Dose episode every day, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. You get extra episodes that you don't get in this main feed. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun, and it just keeps growing, and it's really helping us a lot to keep doing this. So if you've been listening for a while and haven't uh, joined the BC Club, why not give it a shot? Give it a shot for a month or a year. And uh, then tell us how what you think about it. We sure would appreciate. Oh, how it. about the people that joined and then quit? That probably could rejoin. Also. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, if you, we have a lot yeah. of turnover, so sometimes people, you know, it's yeah. a different crew in there than right. it was two years ago when you quit. Why don't you come on back and try? Oh, it? We're better. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Remember back. when you dropped off two years ago because you thought we were too liberal and shit? But now yep. you're more liberal than you were then. Maybe you want to come on back. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. All right. Okay, well, uh, we're going to get out of here. Thank you, guys. Uh, I don't know why am I saying thank you. It feels, uh, I apologize. Fuck you. See y'all. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Fuck you. See you tomorrow. Club, see you. everybody else next Wednesday. 